This is Steven. And this is Sasha. And you're listening to Shut Up, I Love It. A podcast where we invite a guest to talk about something in life or pop culture that's underrated, misunderstood, or underloved. Mm, joining us today, he is an actor, writer, and sometimes magician from Los Angeles, California. He's also a psychology professor and a tax professional. He is Jeff Thompson. Is this when I say hi? Yes. Yeah. Okay. This, you, and you th- that, that's where we'll edit in all, you know, like oh, big be... rounds of applause. Okay. And, yeah. Great. Uh, to give that feel of a live show. So the fact that this intro is very awkward, like when it airs, it will be less. But okay. we'll also thrive on awkward if we can. Great. I will try to. I'm usually not an awkward person, so I will try hard okay. to be. Okay that do your best okay great let's see what happens yeah jeff how are you i am tired okay Mm. um why because you have 15 different things that you do in life that we just brought up yeah i mean yeah i mean it's tax season so like i'm doing Mm. doing the long days you know i was in the office so late last night and then I is got it, here. Is it the H&R Block? Or what is How it? dare you? Oh. I would never deign to work for a big corporate. <laughs> I, I'm freelance. I'm an indie tax preparer, baby. Do Great. you have like an office space in your home? Uh, I have a bed and a desk. Okay. So... so. Covers everything pretty yeah. much. <laughs> Remind me exactly what's the deal with the PhD. I know you're like super educated, but I can't remember I, how many you got. I don't have a PhD. Okay. Uh, to the chagrin of all of my family. Yeah. Wow, Sasha, uh, way to rub it in. Yeah. Wow. Shout uh, out to the Thompson family who's uh, very upset right they're, now. They're uh, fuming, <laughs> livid. Uh, I have a master's degree in psychology and an MBA with a marketing focus. Uh, and then I also have a tax licensure, so I tack on EA uh, to my my list of letters. And what is that? What are EA? Uh, for? It's an enrolled agent, so okay. I'm uh, licensed to practice before the IRS. Mm. Uh, so if you were being audited, uh, I could represent you in front of the IRS. Jeff, are we here to talk about taxes? We're What's not. Happening? Okay, what are we here to talk about? We're here to talk about magic. What? That's the opposite of taxes. Yeah. It is. Mm. It is, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, you get a good uh, tax guy to look at your stuff, and honestly, it's like they're performing magic. When I got my tax return this year, and it was way bigger than I anticipated, it felt like magic mm. happened. It is yeah. a... Uh, I mean, we can also talk about taxes, because I feel like they are... It's, <laughs> it's like, one of the topics you pitched. They're, they're both things that like <laughs> people are amazed by and sometimes confused by, but once you understand it, it's still amazing, but like you do lose some of the magic of mm. it. So, But magic, going back to it... Yeah, magic. W- do you have any... Um, formal education in the subject yeah uh i studied at the magic castle which is uh or technically the academy of magical arts uh which is like hogwarts it (laughs) you you go in you wear a suit to class you have these like teachers who have been doing it longer than you've been alive uh it's real fun uh and i've been you know doing a lot of reading and watching documentaries and things like that there's uh Big old history of it. Um, Do you know a John Sperry? I don't. Okay, too bad, because that's the only magician I know 
very well and i like him he's not a friend all of mine. magicians know each other that's <laughs> i thought it would be like a small tight community there yeah. are thousands of uh-huh. and even like worldwide don't 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 take this magic away from from what i you know okay. from me because i imagine it's just a very very limited number of people oh john sperry magician number uh 1703 <laughs> we are close friends i mean certainly it's a limited number of people who do real magic mm-hmm. like real real like real mat you know like the the ones that that isn't tricks and stuff right right like toads dissecting and people dying across the world i think that's science (laughs) Uh. (laughs) so when did you take this class and can anybody take it like what's the deal with that Uh, you can anyone who's interested in magic can sign up for a class right now? Shout out to the Magic Castle. Yeah, really promoting here, I think, uh, unintentionally. I definitely haven't been paid in advance by anyone. Like, <laughs> for example, Squarespace, where if you use the code <laughs> squarespace.com backslash Jeff Thompson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to work. You can try. It won't. Don't try it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can just sign up for a class. You can, like, there are, are YouTube you- videos are they like eight week session kind of thing? I believe there were six week sessions. Okay. Uh, so it's like a UCB. Class. I was going to say, basically. in terms of UCB, what's more expensive when you break it by the hour? Probably the Magic Castle, but but you get more time doing things. You're not like sitting and watching other people do things as mm. much as like UCB where you get your tent or any improv class where you get your like. 20 minutes per class of doing a thing and mm. an hour or more of watching other i forget how long classes are i'm not good at math but so then what are you doing in the class like what well and i don't know if you're allowed to say i don't know if this is a trade yeah. secret that you're not allowed to share but like what does a typical class consist of so there are different aspects to magic uh-huh um, let's get into that. the let's get let's in the see. meat of it because there's the technical and then there's a the performance um so and then there are different types of magic there's card magic there's coin magic there's ropes uh there are sponge balls there's mentalism uh so like making predictions mm. so every class has a specific focus so uh you'll learn the history of different techniques you'll uh see it performed you'll be taught the technique uh and then you'll work with the instructor and uh, uh they'll give you tips on how to hone that specific aspect of the technique what is your favorite I love card magic uh, because, I mean, coins, I think, would be the other one. But uh, the type of coins that you tend to see in magic are 50 cent pieces. So it's very rare that you go to somebody's house and they just happen to have like a 50 cent piece that you could pick up. But uh, being able to go to anyone's house, see a deck of cards, pick it up and do magic with it makes it almost more magical because... If I have a deck of cards, uh, people are like, oh, that's a trick deck of cards. But if I walk, if somebody just like has a deck of cards and I pick it up and do something, then you know that more than likely I didn't 
use a trick deck of cards. You, you didn't plant those cards yeah. the last time you were at their house. I also don't use trick deck of cards, which is very, <laughs> very funny to me because like people are like, oh, you're using one of those like, you know, card. And I'm like, one, I didn't know that that was a thing. That's really cool. And two, I'm not like here. You can look at them. So before we get deeper into magic discussion, I wanted to ask you, why do you think this is a good example, this topic for this podcast, right? So don't people love magic and i have an answer for myself but what is the deal what do you think the rest of the world feel i feel like? like magic kind of has been a forgotten art form for a bit it had it's having like a resurgence because it had uh, we have pen and tellers fool us uh if i mean if you go to vegas you know more than likely you'll stumble into a magic show but i think the uh, magicians used to be on television like a lot more as part of variety shows um, but they died like that just kind of died out for a bit um, I, th I think it does have a reputation in society for like I don't know being like a childish yeah interest I think at a certain point maybe people get to an age where they're like well, I know it's a trick, mm -hmm. so why would I be impressed by it? Yeah. When like that doesn't matter. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a weird thing because you do meet like the adults who are unwilling to like have fun. Mm. Uh, I recently <laughs> was doing tricks for some friends, and there was one guy who was very drunk who uh, <laughs> like kept on pointing out like things that i was doing first of all his uh i shout out to the drunk yeah guy. shout out to drunk guy uh <laughs> shout was, out to drunk guys all across this great nation uh what would america be without drunk people uh not america so but he he kept on thinking that i was doing something sneaky when i wasn't oh he'd and, be like that's you just did it. that was it right there and i was like no i i'm being completely honest with you i'm not doing a thing let me just fit let me show you what i'm about to do and he's like oh you're you you know you know and i'm like i have no idea what it is you think i do but i don't but let me just show you what i'm doing and he kept on interrupting me to show that like he wasn't being tricked by me which is ironic because he was being tricked by me even though i wasn't trying to because he thought that i was doing something sneaky um i find that the magic is like unsatisfying to me because mm -hmm. I want to know mm -hmm. how you did it, you mm -hmm. know? And to me, also, like, the answer, even if I find, even if I find the answer how you did it, it's almost even that is not satisfying at all. It's never satisfying to know how it's done. <laughs> and, like, that's the sad thing about it. The the not knowing um, is... The well, magic in itself. Yes. Um, the there have been tricks that I've like researched and like learned and I've been like, Oh, I don't want to do that because like now mm. I like, it doesn't feel as fun to me. So there are certain techniques that I'm more drawn to. And there are certain things that I'm less interested in because it's like, Oh, you did. It's that's what it is. Uh, have you developed any of your own tricks? Are there any Jeff Thompson mm. originals? Uh, there is one trick where I pull a card out of my hair, which mm. I... Uh, Just to describe Jeff's, Jeff's hair, it's very big. I do have a it, lot of hair. It's beautiful. And it's always been that way, as far as I know. Yeah, for 
our my like entire like LA acting career, I've had a lot of hair. How long is that? A uh, ten years. A uh, ten years, yeah. And you and I were on the team together at iOS in like two thousand thirteen. Still big hair already. Yeah. yeah, back then. Those were the days. Oh, <laughs> the IO days, the good Ooh. IO days. Shout out to Drew Coolidge. Drew our, Coolidge. Yeah, I think he's in Austin. Missed the wow. guy. Oh, yeah, missed the guy. Anyway, cool. So you have this one trick where you pull it out of your hair, mm-hmm. but is it like a build up? There's like a build up to it. it so it the way. Are you the, gonna show it to us? I'm not going to. Okay. I can't do it with this deck of cards because right. you need your trick deck of yeah. cards. I need my <laughs> trick deck of cards, which I always use. Uh, the <laughs> the drunk guys so happy to hear so, this. Yeah, like oh, I knew it. <laughs> uh, but uh, basically, you pick a card at random, and then I uh, I. You put the card back in the deck, and then I pull that card out of my hair. Mm. Uh, the Fun. S- the secret yeah, is, is there's two cards. There are 52 <laughs> cards in, in my your hair. hair. Uh, and you know where each one is. Yes. Here's the Ace of Spades. Are you serious Here's right now? No. <laughs> no. Just, or I am would I? Buy, I would buy. Or am I? I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I want to know. But see, like that's where it becomes like frustrating and almost disappointing that i'm like so how do you do it like just you describing it i want to know how you do it. do uh, you ever reveal your secrets jeff i so to your lovers only the uh <laughs> i did like explain there was somebody who i was very into and uh, i was like this relationship's going to be around for a while and she was interested in magic and uh, so I like explained how one trick worked because she was like she also knew some things. Mm. Uh, and then uh, like a month afterwards, uh, she broke up with me. And then as part of like the like anger anger that you feel when you're broken up with, I was like, why did I tell her? What a waste of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so never again. Yeah. Hashtag never again. Uh, and that's the thing about like revealing. Uh, if I were to reveal something that I do, mm-hmm. it would also reveal the techniques that other people use. Sure, yeah. Because, uh, you know, there are, um, uh, if it's something like finding a card uh, that you've selected, there are probably 20-something ways of doing it. Uh, and if I were to say, like, oh, the secret is, you know, blah, 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 then in the mind of somebody watching the show that like somebody else perform in the future they go oh i think it might be that so you've kind of unlocked the the key for Mm -hmm. tricks that maybe you don't even do but it's a similar enough technique yeah interesting so you said that is that when you're around like groups of friends and 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 that is that the most often when you're doing magic what uh it jeff doesn't have friends though so i we, don't i want to oh, just okay. preface i just have clients yeah. i have <laughs> clients who i sometimes drink with uh so because magic is such a thing that requires uh an audience yeah uh, especially different types of audiences drunk I, guys I, drunk guys like being able to perform in front of people who you don't know well mm. is uh, super important. Like mm-hmm. improv. Yes. Uh, because there's a difference between performing for improvisers and performing for the, normal the people. The civilians. Uh, so I have gotten into the habit of 
bringing like a deck of cards with me anywhere Mm -hmm. because what often happens is I'll either have a friend who's like, oh yeah, Jeff's a magician. He'll do a trick for you. Uh, Uh, Awkward pause. It's so great. Uh, But I, it makes me better at doing it because I'm doing it for somebody who has no investment in my feelings. They will either Mm. be amazed or they won't. Mm. Uh, So yeah, the... What's the percentage? Yeah, is there a ratio you can pin down? Amazement to not? <laughs> uh, most people are amazed, but it also sure. is confusing sometimes what amazes people. Because mm. there are certain things that, uh, there are certain techniques that you will put hours into learning. And then there are some things that like you can pick up in like five to ten minutes. And sometimes I'll do like my dumb, like, uh, this is just the thing that I'm doing while I'm thinking of the other cool things that I know I can do. And then people will be like, that's the best thing that I've ever seen. And I'm like, cool. Uh, and then I do something that I've like worked, you know, just an ungodly amount of hours into mastering. And they're like, oh, that was, that's fun. That's a metaphor for anything in art, right? I feel like, right? Like the things that get you noticed are the ones that you're like, really? That was an one-off yeah. thing that I did. Like, I have a one-off thing that I did five years ago, and it's still running at the clubhouse, like, for five. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. yeah. But it's, I never even thought, like, I had to throw, I wanted to throw away the costume that I had. And now it's, so you just really didn't never know what's going to get people to like it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, you can always do improv if magic doesn't work out. I could. Uh, mm, that improv money. <laughs> well, what about magic money? Is there a world where people make magic money just as a career? It So it's kind of like stand-up in that the you can get booked on shows and there's magic consulting for like... Uh, live Vegas shows or any type of performance. Um, there are shows like Magic for Humans and they hire magic consultants. Uh, you can get booked on touring shows, things like that. So it is a way of making money as a performer. Obviously, not everybody is Penn and Tellier. Penn and Tellier. There's a, a hidden why that a lot of people <laughs> miss. Um, but not everybody's like that level. But you can make a fair living doing it hmm. mm-hmm. that's great yeah uh kind of like clowning too i think yeah right like especially with the clowning scene growing in los angeles it's like there is there are a few people who seem to started making real money you yeah. know like living money um doing it and that's cool to see so were you like as a kid doing a bunch of magic no or uh, is it came to you later it, after you got your PhD in yeah, After I got my several PhDs. Sorry, sorry the Thompsons. No, it's okay. They're, they're <laughs> livid. They are steamed at the moment. Uh, could came, they get more mad? They probably could. Just point out the fact that I'm not a licensed psychologist. <laughs> um, are they and, both your parents licensed psychologists? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, but no, just, that's what they wanted for you. They're very happy. Uh, okay. I'm, a, I'm a professor. So, like, that's that's a close second. Pretty uh, good. Yeah. I'm doing okay. I'm yeah. doing okay. Even your email address reveals that in case, you know, people wanted to email me. Well, in, the, in terms of, I remember always like being like, well, Jeff's even email address 
has still to do with edu right like oh yeah well, well that was from uh when i was a student uh -huh. so but you like still use it because i i i'm trying to not use it as much no, you're... because at some point that school is gonna remember that i'm not a student <laughs> and they're gonna terminate that email address yeah like my itunes account is like on my college email eventually i'm just not gonna be able to get you're not gonna have itunes yeah <laughs> uh, all right so to go back oh yes. what was the falling in love later in life like so magic yeah i like wasn't really exposed to magic growing up um and surprisingly magic is a very like white male thing so surprising uh, the a lot of like uh, like many things in yeah. uh entertainment slash um, world but uh, uh there were it's starting to open mm -hmm. up um and so i never it was never a thing growing up that i was like oh i could like learn that um, but I went to the Magic Castle once, and I was like, that's really cool. So you went to see a show there? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, when and, was that? Uh, probably two or three years ago. Oh, my God. That's pretty recent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I just was fascinated by making coins disappear. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, oh, I just... I would just love to learn that. Uh, so I, like, searched, and I read about like different techniques i was like oh that's really cool uh and then i was like maybe i should learn some like card things uh just like for fun and then i bought a deck of cards and i started practicing some stuff and uh then i was like oh this is fun but it's like real hard i wonder if there are classes and then i signed up for the magic castle classes uh and then i was like oh i could like get good and become a member mm -hmm. Uh, and then magic could just be like another thing that I do. Yeah, and because then, why not? You have yeah. a Rolodex of cards. I mean, you do. yeah. So just why not just <laughs> add it to the list? Do, do yeah. more things. Add it to the email signature. Uh, so it's a long signature. <laughs> it's an unwieldy. <laughs> like uh, when I when my signature has to be added as a like Google Drive attachment <laughs> because it exceeds twenty five <laughs> megabytes. Uh, so I was like, is it fifteen or twenty five? Somebody on Twitter is going to get real mad at me oh, it's 20 megabytes getting mad. yeah and get out of here you're not a real <laughs> magician if you don't know that uh but yeah i just started like learning it and then the thing about it is there's so much to learn that you're like oh well i learned this thing oh but there's this other thing or i i've seen like people anything do unfortunately like yeah. you learn something and there's like more to learn yeah and you go what how am I not the best at this? I'm very <laughs> upset that after doing this for a year, I'm not the best magician in the world. Um, here's my familiarity <laughs> with magic is that I have taken magic class, okay. one off private, mm -hmm. with John Sperry. Shout out. And I remember like being like, I'll never do magic. Mm -hmm. Like I'll never take another class. because Even before the class or no, during like, the class? During the class, it's like, solidified strongly okay. because i felt like it has to do with dexterity and i was like i i'm not good at dexterity i'm not gonna sit and practice this practice this dexterous move for many many like it's just not me and that's not who i am and so i knew it was not for me for that reason it's a it's like a tightrope that you have to walk between mm -hmm. being so surprised by it that you want to you do have this feeling of wanting to know, but not then trying to actually ber berate it out of the magician or anything like that, because you don't really want to know. And that, as Michael Caine taught us in the prestige, oh. uh, you know, you, you don't really want to know. 
Uh, and that voice. He taught yeah, us. That was a good voice. <laughs> yeah. I, that was actually a question I was going to have for you, Jeff. What do you think of how magic is depicted in film and television? I think magic's depiction in film and television is actually out of everything that is depicted so wrongly, the most accurate. No, okay. Like, the... Because, yeah, we have, like, the prestige and the illusionist, and it's this, like, very competitive, uh, almost, like, frightening world. And there is some of that, like, cutthroatness in the mm. world where people do steal each other's techniques, and there mm. is this, like... Um, competition to be did the you best. feel like somebody was competitive with you or you were competitive in a class with somebody not well i'm naturally competitive i think uh, so I, I remember you like that so yeah i'm always like a uh i i always if i'm going to do something i want to be good at it mm -hmm. and when i see people who are better at me even if it is completely logical that they're better at me. I consider them like either I put them in like teacher level or rival level mm -hmm. where it's like I need to learn from this person so I can get to the next level or I need to like look at this person as like the person I need to best so that I can be the better version of myself. What about people who are trying to be good but you're like you're not as good as me uh i always like to help them because mm. oh, i feel like people great. have helped me so uh but just like the uh act of like dropping cards uh into my hand <laughs> I, it looks so simple but i promise you i spent hours just making sure that i can do that like quickly and smoothly you know, in a controlled way yeah but i really enjoy like this this moment of the magician i don't know if it's part of many magicians act but like the non-confident magician magician who thinks he's constantly failing mm -hmm. and then he's surprised that no he, or like he reveals or he is surprised himself that no he's got it uh, like is that part of somebody's act already there are some people who do that and yeah. also i just am naturally a very i know i just said <laughs> Pranks, i'm like super pranksy. uh i'm like super confident but i also have a lot of anxiety mm. so there have been times where like i've just had a show where i've been so nervous that i've dropped cards on the floor mm -hmm. or like i've you know whatever and people are like oh this is part of it and then there have been so many people who thought that i was doing a bit that i was just like oh this should just be a bit that i do uh but if you see me not being confident it's not an act i'm just i'm just <laughs> did you recover the times when you accidentally dropped the cards there, the floor? there have been times where like i've just completely ruined a trick and that's the thing about uh magic and just same with like any artistic thing you do the same thing over and over uh and most of the times you get it right but sometimes something happens mm -hmm. uh, there are also times when i've thought that i've messed up uh in the middle and then at the end i'm like oh it worked out i like that Great. i like when you're surprised mm -hmm. yeah it's fun it's fun for everybody <laughs> what's the deal with the video aspect of is there an angle that is not allowed i mean uh yet? so just like with any like performancing the angle like you have to be aware of your audience so i'm a professional i know i know you know that kind of thing but uh i don't think that they're i mean maybe maybe you know just frame by frame they'll watch it and <laughs> understand what's they'll going catch on it. they'll see um, the moment yeah I mean, but they th they'll think they will maybe right? i'm sure someone could watch that and be like 
I see. The moment where he dropped that deck out of out of frame, that's when it happened. And like, that's probably not mm-hmm. when the quote unquote trick of that happened, right? Like Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. And that's part of it. Uh I mean so here's one. Or you wanna sure. So it's just a like a uh, there's there's a story. Sometimes I want to tell the story. Sometimes, but like uh, so we have the five of hearts, uh, and the five of hearts is what we call a boss card, right? Uh, so if this is an office building, the five of hearts goes on the top because that's where you know that's a penthouse. That's where the office, the CEO, hangs out. So. Uh, the five of hearts is in the top floor of the office doing boss things, but they have to go to like the, the fourth floor to talk to marketing. So we take the five of hearts and then we go right there to visit marketing. Now, uh, the stuff with marketing is done. It was a quick meeting that all the, all the sales are going to be real good. Uh, but the boss, uh, card has to go back, but does the boss card take the stairs? No. No. no, why would the boss car take the stairs? They will take the elevator. So can you press the elevator button real quick? Wow. Um, yes. Ding. Bing. Thank you. Uh, and then you can actually see the boss card rise all the way wow. back to the top. <gasps> wow. Wow. Is the answer. Yeah, that, I, that the answer, I'm like, <laughs> the what the hell is happened? Wow. The answer is wow. Well, we press an elevator button. Mm-hmm. So the the way an elevator works, just uh, I'll spoil this trick, is through pulleys, right? Mm. So what I have in the deck is just very small, small pulleys. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a simple machine. The elevator deck. The, the elevator, elevator deck. deck. Yeah, <laughs> it fifty thousand dollars <laughs> worth every penny. Uh, so Jeff, you said as a kid, magic was not really something that interested you, and not even that like interested me. Like I just didn't even you, really know of it as a thing. You didn't come across it. Like I saw Bugs Bunny cartoons, and like mm-hmm. I knew like Rabbit and Hat, and like sawing people in half. But like mm-hmm. it was never a thing that like somebody was like hey, like, you can go to a magic shop and, like, learn tricks and you can... Uh, craft. Yeah. Um, and that's a... I think it's a weird, like, cultural thing because a lot of teachers uh, that I had, they were kids and they walked into a magic shop and they started working there. That was in the, in the 1920s, though. Uh, right, I mean, they were even, all Harry Houdini. They were all Harry Houdini. All of my teachers are Enrique Harry. R.I.P. Yes. Uh, but, like... But Harry Houdini, do not rest in peace. <laughs> oh. uh, I want him to just squirm out of the coffin. Box. Everybody uh, on the internet right now, just press F real quick to pay <laughs> pay some respects to HH. So. Uh, Sasha, how about you? When you were a kid, what did you did you think about magic at all? I did not think about it at all. It was what part was of the circus? magic situation. In I, Siberia. I think yeah, the magic situation was like part of like circus and like in cir- and, and you go to cir- the circus mm-hmm. and there would be like the acrobats, there would be yeah. like the clowns, there would be like trained animals, mm-hmm. and then there would be like magic tricks. Uh-huh. And so I only cared about the trained animals. Like literally <laughs> everything else was like, I don't want to see it. Like I don't care. Yeah. Cut to me going to a magic castle to see a show. Uh, probably like five years ago, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And being like, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was me. And th- I mean, there was like impressive stuff was going on. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Steven? How, what's, what's your magic what's situation? What's your story? Yeah. I, Go way back. Uh, there was a period when I was... But a boy, 
a wee lad. A wee lad. Uh, when I did, was doing some magic, I had some magic kits. Yeah. Uh, I I did some tricks. Well, as a white man, you right, totally Right, exactly. Fit. I was right in the pocket for that. <laughs> yeah, because they used to, I feel like in the 90s, there would be magic programs on TV like mm-hmm. every every few months or something. There'd be, watch this kind of thing. And I always found it very interesting. Uh, and so, yeah, I got some magic kits. I texted my mom before coming over here asking her, like, how long do you think I was into magic? Mm-hmm. Because to me, from my memory, it feels Joanne. like a long time. That's right, Joanne. Uh, but the way that time works it could have been like two months and she said it was one to two years okay it's a good yeah. amount of time they're yeah. they're getting ready to sell their How house we over lad you were when you were um, ready to 19? sell the house <laughs> <laughs> okay uh no this would have been like probably under 10 just uh-huh. under 10 that's a good like that's, starting man yeah that's when your brain's developing right that's, if Jeff, i had stuck a... with it mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be doing it professionally and I'd be, on, I'd be. be on the circuit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I guess Jeff is a testament to it. It's never too late to start. It really is not. Like, uh, it's just a matter of, and to what Sasha was saying earlier, it's just like, do I want to spend a lot of time with like a deck of cards in my hand or like with coins in my hand? Because it's just you. It's that. It, it, yeah. It, it. There's no way to get good if you do, just don't spend uh, mm-hmm. like and I will admit, like, I think about the amount of time that I've spent practicing. I'm like, this is an unhealthy obsession. Are you uh, obsessive <laughs> like that about different, like, because I mean, improv, the nice thing about improv, right, is that you don't have to rehearse. Mm-hmm. I mean, you rehearse, but you rehearse the thing once, you know? Yeah. Even well, when you but play. like the skills of mm-hmm. like, you know, you don't get good at patterns or characters if you're not like doing pattern games or if you're not like playing around with different characters and in the mirror at home like oh i miss auntie absolutely and I that's we're all done love that. sex i really <laughs> upset that you're making fun of one of my go-to characters like this jeff <laughs> but i but, but there's something to be said about improv that it's always it's, it's like the same it's like the same like you're saying exercises but they're like different content like yeah. the content's changing constantly right because there's another person and there's different thing happening always you're not doing it by yourself but like i always found even rehearsing for acting auditions like more daunting mm-hmm. than actually like the part of the rehearsing where you just do the thing over and over before you like let it go mm-hmm. and you become playful with it it's like this is the daunting part for yeah. me where I have to mm. like repeat the mechanics. I'm not a big on repeating mechanics. And even when I do sport with my dog, like agility, there's certain things that's just mechanics you have to repeat mm-hmm. over and over. And I always have to find something different in it in order to, you know, like enjoy the growth process. So, but for you, like you have the part of your brain that enjoys the repetition of it. Well, <sighs> I'm not sure if I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just because work. I think this was like a this is a dumb thing to be like a maturing like moment in my life. But um, there were so many things that I wanted to do, but I never did them because I like started doing them and I was like I'm not good at it, so I give up. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. So 
the like I remember picking up like the flute and like you have to like blow it a certain way to make the it's not like a recorder you have to blow it like it's a bottle for those of you who aren't professional flautists um sorry if I'm mansplaining flutes to you guys um but if you're not Lizzo uh if, yeah if you're not you don't become Lizzo <laughs> like most quickly. of us are not we almost of us, all of us are not yeah Lizzo. statistically uh the but uh so for a lot of things, I just like gave up real quickly because mm-hmm. I didn't, I couldn't get over the frustration of not being good. So with this, I was like, every time that I wanted to quit, um, I was like, <sighs> but you know that like if you just keep on doing it, you'll be good. Uh, and my current magic teacher, shout out to Kayla Drescher, who's fantastic. We have this joke where every time we get frustrated, we just go, I quit. Uh, and that was really helpful for me to like have somebody who specifically was like, there are times when I get very frustrated with this. And even though I've been doing it for years, even though I tour shows, I get frustrated. And like, there's an audience member who's annoying or somebody's like real mansplaining to me, uh, or like whatever. And, uh, uh, it, it makes me frustrated and going like, oh yes, part of the process is that it is hard uh there's this so this thing which i might do okay Mm um uh seems real just straightforward you hold a deck of cards and then you spring them towards your other hand but uh the in in doing that like i've i dropped cards uh on the floor Mm. for a solid month and a half and i hated it i hated every day of it uh but and it turned out that I was doing it like wrong. I was doing like that thing. Yeah. Uh, As and, opposed to do it again the right way. Uh, this. And there are multiple mm. ways of doing <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. Um, the fingers were positioned differently. Yeah. It was and like a kind corner. Of like hugging. the way that you're bending the card mm-hmm. was different. Yeah. So I was, uh, I think this is convex and it's supposed to be concave. Mm. I, yeah. Which like convex seems like it would be right because yeah. you're like pushing the cards away from your hands. Right. But, but it's you, gotta be concave. Okay, it's the and also like uh, some and different hands will work. Di- so I've seen some people do it from the top and bottom, uh, but I do it while pinching the sides, mm. and that actually gives me the most control. Uh, but it was literally a thing of like. I just have to do it because one, your hand has to get like, uh, there are so many weird muscles, muscles. in your arms mm-hmm. that like you just have to get strong enough to actually do the that thing. That they were like dormant their yeah. whole life. They, they, they don't. And then like you'll just like wake up and like like the inside of this will be like sort of like, <laughs> mm-hmm. what is... Like between a thumb and the, like an what? index finger. Yeah. Tiny little guy there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think that's a muscle. I think it's just like whatever. <laughs> it's just a flesh um, piece. But yeah. yeah I, to answer your question, it was a long thing. It was just a matter of going like it's going to be frustrating, and I. But hate that's this. I have to get yeah. through it to be to end up on the other side, right? Yeah. So, what was the feeling like when the first time you did that uh, thing perfectly? I was like, oh, that really. Uh, I think I maybe like celebrated a little bit, but I think immediately I was like, oh, I did it. Can I do it again? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Cool. Do you think there's a reason that magic has been the thing that you're able to get over that hump with, or do you think it was just a matter of being like enough of enough of giving up? This, it's like it was just a personal accountability thing. Uh, yeah, I think part of it was just like the timing in my life because I was mm. very much like a arrogant teen where I was like, 
um if i'm if i'm just i i'm just naturally good at things <laughs> um i was like that like uh actor kid which i know the super rare who was like i i'm just gonna go to hollywood and i'm from los angeles i'm just gonna go to hollywood You're just gonna basically and, drive yeah a few i'm blocks. gonna go down the street <laughs> and john warner brother will call me and say you kid i'm gonna put you on my show uh so who needs to spend time practicing for an audition? I'll just read the script for the first time when I'm in the audition room. Um, so it was a, a long journey of just like realizing that I have to work for things if I want them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also, I think uh, there's like this weird like um, RPG thing in Magic where you work hard to get to like level up and they're like ah i did it but then like several quest markers will like pop up and it's like well can you uh because there's a version of that where like uh the card thing where you spring them up and then you like mm-hmm. catch them in your hand like in the middle like an accordion or something yeah, yeah. and i cannot do that but Not now that yet. i've messed yeah no give yet. me give me three years you of- got like the first check mark yeah on that mission quest and now you got to move on to the next step. So this is an interesting question I just thought of. You know, because magic is one of the many things you do, right? Mm-hmm. But you do love it. Um, where do you think... And you've only been doing it for two or three years. Even though, like, maybe when you uh, look at it Literally, the, like, a year and a half. Yeah, but maybe if you look at the hours, it's like, okay, this dude's been working at it really hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sounds like it. Where do you think are you on the 10th scale for where you want to be with magic? Um, if I, 10 is like, this is where I, Jeff, am happy. I'm not saying that you have to put Ricky J or Houdini there, but mm-hmm. like, where where are you now compared to the perfect magician, Jeff? Um, if we're rounding, I would say I'm a seven. Because mm. I can wow. do... It's pretty good. That's pretty like, good. Well, like, I can, I've, uh, because I've been performing forever, yeah. even if I'm doing like, I've put together shows. I've like performed at. Uh, you run like an improv school. School. Uh, I I don't. Well, I guess I do. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like I'm like on the board of the you know of the Ruby LA and I do like run the technical aspects. But I wouldn't say just because I like am a board member of this company that I run the company, even though that's sort of okay. board. You does. you know go to work there. Yeah. You do things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just just because I'm there, like at least you know, just because I'm working for it doesn't mean that I'm running it. Okay. Uh, that so was just because I'm impression. in charge. That was my impression doesn't mean that i'm running it but no. but seven uh, is pretty impressive yeah yeah so in so you feel like it's like you know everything is everything and everything helps everything mm-hmm. and so in in doing improv for so long and acting it's in some ways gave you that muscle to like spring in magic training you just had to add those repetitions and yeah. maybe like charisma already was there or like certain way to deal with the audience something that like a beginning magician otherwise would be uh, you know, stumbling against like, okay, well, how do I also like interact with the audience? You don't have to worry about that aspect. So that helps you. Yeah, I can, I can riff, and I usually like, even if even if something doesn't go well, like I have that like improv uh, ability to just go. Well, if this is a mistake, like there have been times where something has happened, and I've just gone like, okay, well, this isn't what I'm expecting. You joke instead. But, oh, sometimes I joke, but also there have been times where I've just like made something new happen just because yeah. uh, if you have enough techniques and you can mm. do that improv thing. And then doing stand up, it's very easy to 
like do just you do stand the, up? I do do stand up. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I do it very rarely. Uh-huh. But uh, the learning magic <laughs> helped me be a better stand up comedian, and knowing stand up made me a better magician. Mm-hmm. So like, the performing was there. I just needed to get skills. That made the performing like more interesting because at at the end of the day you still have to do magic. Of course, I mean we all remember in the Prestige, <laughs> Christian Bale is perhaps the better technical magician, but mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman is the better showman. Mm. Maybe perhaps the greatest, greatest showman. showman. Yes, <laughs> uh, and and yeah, we all remember the Prestige. We all remember. Yeah, we, well, we, we, we think about it all day long. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many tricks do you know? Mm. Uh, probably, I've never counted. Ish. I would say like thirty. Wow! Um, and then there are different like variations of them. So there's, uh, there have been times when I've been like hanging out, and I basically because one rule is you never do the same trick twice mm. because uh, the more times somebody sees it, the more likely they are to figure. Oh, it it's out. like with editing, you always like get annoyed as an editor like mm-hmm. when editing tv or video is that you get annoyed when you get a note on mm-hmm. something that you like if the person watches with one time they mm-hmm. will never see this thing like yes. a dis- discontinuity or something like that the reason you're bringing it up is because you saw it 25, 25 times yeah. and it's, that's always annoying so I, I see like the other side of it what you described 100 percent. and mm-hmm. so it's that thing of if i uh do the same so if somebody's like oh you just did this trick do it for uh, my friend. I never do that uh, You'll because do a variation. On yes, it. Uh-huh. Uh, and the thing is, the if you vary something enough, people don't even realize that you're doing the exact same thing. Mm. Um, which um, I don't. I think I couldn't say that. Uh, <laughs> so there are like uh, talking about magic uh, without. I think I. I don't think I'll get in trouble. If are I do, there, get bad. Are there rules? Like, because that's a joke in Arrested Development, right? That Joe breaks the unwritten rules of being a magician. Or they might be written. I don't know. When you took the the, the classes, do they say, like, these are things that you should never tell yes. civilians? Uh, the uh, So you never reveal how a trick is done mm-hmm. for the reason of... Even if it's just my trick, I'm ruining it for any other person who does that trick or something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a brotherhood. The, we should be sisterhood too. It is. A, it's a personhood. Mm-hmm. personhood. Um, and uh, there's also never doing the same uh, trick twice. Um, the Are there rules you can't tell us? Because even saying the rule... Even saying the word is rule... Is breaking the rule. Is I don't it. think so. Oh. Bad. Uh, the, it's not... The rules aren't Fight Club, where you can't, like, talk about the rules. There are some other things that are just more, like, technical. Uh, specific to yeah. the trick. Yeah. Um, that, like, I don't even remember. They're kind of, like, straightforward You should remember levels. them, really, because... Well, they're integrated in my heart. Okay. Yeah. Have you auditioned? Yes. What was that like? It's like, anybody can audition, or have you need to have taken classes there? So, if, uh, to all those aspiring magicians out there... Uh, if you want to become a magician member of the Magic Castle, uh, first you have to know a member, and then they have to they, recommend you. they recommend you. That's part. John Sperry told me about it. Um, <laughs> uh, and who's really, that? Yeah, seventeen oh nine. So the uh, so you are recommended, and then there's an application process uh, where you talk about like your history of magic and your experience uh, performing and 
etc etc so just interview like yeah without... just basic yeah. biographical mm-hmm. stuff and then you do a 10 minute uh 10 to 13 minute um uh, audition wow in uh, front of the magic committee oh, uh, it sounds like hogwarts right yes, it's so like when i talk amazing. about it, I'm like my life is so cool yeah. and uh you do uh 10 minutes and then they basically decide yay or nay based off of your performance skill like uh both technical and like acting wise is the yay or nay final like we'll never have to watch you again or come back later uh so based off of uh how they assess your skill they'll give you a recommendation on Uh how long uh they will give you before you're allowed to audition again Mm. uh so it could be 25 years it could be 25 (laughs) years Uh, what's the longest that you know of them like i think like a year okay Mm. um so continuous probably practicing so that's quite a few quite a few hours if you ask me yeah so they they they're pretty good at like knowing what tweaks somebody needs and like what can be fixed within a certain amount of time mm-hmm. um and so the thing that they do that i love is that if um and i wouldn't be great if all auditions did this uh where if you don't pass they will assign somebody from the committee to speak with you so they'll just like meet with you in person mm-hmm. or they'll Aww, buy uh, you a drink uh sometimes they'll buy you a drink <laughs> Um, or, uh, oh man, uh, that, I mean, you could, you could ask, uh, (laughs) but like, they'll like go through, they'll watch your recorded audition. They'll also send you a copy of your audition and they'll say, these are things that I liked. These are things that I didn't like. This is the feedback. And so they'll help you prepare for the next audition. Would you be comfortable describing your experience and what was it like? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, My first experience was nerve wracking because I did kind of assume, because I was so new at it. So like very heavy. Two months into it, right? Uh, (laughs) Like they, like I had started taking classes there like three months ago and I'd basically set myself up with an intensive. I was like, can I get good enough to audition and uh pass on the first time did not did not pass <laughs> spoiler but, alert uh i uh they did like me so mm-hmm. that was great um so, but i was i was very nervous and um because, strangely right like it's the aspect that you mostly feel comfortable with like overall it's like yeah. your performance relax relax state you know but because the technical stuff was so hard you found yourself being nervous because uh uh, performing for magicians as magician is almost similar to performing for comedians as a comedian mm-hmm. where you know that they're watching and listening in a different way mm-hmm. so the uh you know like uh, so like with if i'm like shuffling even like this type of shuffle so like um a uh, a standard like uh table shuffle looks like this yeah right um, it's like two parts and they come together. Yeah. Just the uh, but a, a magician usually will shuffle. Oh, so like it's a that. little bit tilted. Right. Shuffling just like on the corner. Mm-hmm. So there are. Like edge on. And that it's just like a stylistic thing. Um, and it just shows like a level of. Uh, um, it's like eating with the right fork at dinner. Mm. And so because I knew that they're watching with the eye of somebody who's been doing it for 30 years. I got nervous with everything that I was doing the first time, uh, especially because 
um, I... Uh, it would just I, in in my mind. I thought that like they would like just stop me and say, "You'll never be good at this, boy. Get out of here." Uh, not in like a racist way, right? Uh, but because just like a, in like a diminutive, I'm a like child way. Yeah. Uh, magic isn't for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you're like, is it because I'm black? Uh, and, and they're like, and, well, we are white. There actually, there are uh, there is uh, a black magician on the committee. Okay. Um, How many people were watching you? Uh, Fifteen, I believe. Wow. So it <laughs> that's almost more than Harold audition. Yeah, I think that's more. Yeah, <laughs> it's more than like some Harold shows. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, wow, what a big audience. Yeah. Um, the second time I auditioned, uh, I was significantly less nervous because then I, by that time, I knew half of the people in the room. Uh, what was the time? Uh, uh, about four months. I think I did mm-hmm. September and then January. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, but they uh, they were like, oh, these moments needed to be a little cleaner and that kind of thing. So. All right. Uh, so they told you to come back, or yes. So it should be probably <laughs> no. yeah. Get they're out. like twenty five. Magic ain't for some millennium. people, boy. No, that one was a little. That one got a little racist at the end. Just racist. just as the at the, yeah. at the vowel. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, so I I haven't rescheduled yet. Mm-hmm. But like probably after tax season. Mm. Can you bring your friends there, or is no. it just for the committee? It's yeah. just yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't have it. It's a private sure. audition. Okay. Um, Makes sense. Can you post it online afterwards? I technically could. Wow. Yeah. Would you? Uh, Only if you pass. I, I I did use my audition, like my first audition, which I was super nervous about uh, as a submission tape because uh, somebody was looking for a magician for a show. And the fact that they booked me means that hmm. I guess I didn't do as bad yeah. in my audition. Uh, so there's no rule that says that I can't post it. Uh, Is magic something that the lay person could pick up from just the everyday resources available to them? Or do you think they need something more structured? Uh, well, I mean, I guess magic classes haven't always existed. People had to pick it up somehow. Yeah. Do you think it's realistic for me or Sasha or any of our listeners to go home today, pull up some videos on YouTube and really start getting into it. Yeah. I mean, like there are some uh, tricks that are relatively straightforward uh, and they are fun and super impressive. Um, there's one with um, uh, paper clips and rubber bands and I wish I had hmm. brought some paper clips and rubber bands. Ah, oh, what a fool I was. Uh, but like, there now are you things, have to start carrying it with you. Uh, yeah, from now on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was... Because you never know. Maybe people don't like cards. Yeah, some people hate hate just the idea of them. Uh, but like, you, like, there are things you can do with like dollar bills. Um, mm. Like, magic d- isn't just necessarily something that is done with cards and coins and boxes and yeah. uh, that type of thing. So There's uh, women that are being sliced in halves. It, we, we have to talk about... <laughs> well, you have to slice an actual woman in half 15 times before you can finally get it right. There's a lot yeah. of repetitions. Yeah. 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 You have to break a couple women to make a magic omelet, <laughs> yeah. I think is where we're going. The number of tragic deaths of just female bystanders before someone really pulled off that solid in half uh, trick shout but, out to all the women who suffered for that all, all the women all the brave souls that we lost <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh 
I I think maybe it's time for us to rate magic. Oh boy. As a concept and the way that we do it, Jeff and listeners is uh, Sasha and I will usually pick and you as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, something we're making a scale. So individually. For me, if I'm thinking about magic, I'm thinking about it as like per, a performing art. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking what would I put as a 10 on the scale of the performing arts and i guess i'd put like live uh like theater mm-hmm. meaning like yeah, plays and stuff um and so if that's a 10 to, and magic's high gotta say like an eight uh always has been or based on this conversation always has been mm-hmm. i'm i'm unchanged I, yeah i remain unchanged uh i'm a Roll, um, a rock that has uh, gro- grown no moss. What? <laughs> no moss. No, a lot of moss. Because I'm not a rolling That's stone. That's true. I'm a static rock. Mm-hmm. There are little <laughs> bugs living underneath you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Timon and Pumbaa are going to come get them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I like magic. I haven't... I'm not regularly observing it, you know. I, I, I wish I was. Um... Maybe I should more often. But yeah, I've always liked magic. I think magic is cool. I think people who look down on magic are lame. Yeah. Uh, And so I give magic an eight. Sasha, how about you? I can't think of any art that I can put there. I mean, you know, like I just feel like unfair to put stand-up there or improv. Why? Why is it unfair? Because magic has... The quality, like being a magician, it has such a quality of like an old timey presentation for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a tradition thing, and like I feel like circus stuff fits more with it, like clown work mm. or like actual clown to me, doing like a clown act. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like uh, I don't know, like a French clown doing mime work or something. Like that's closer to me in the quality of it because. It's a craft that one learns in the world that may not need it, but yet some people may love. So it sounds like you're looking at it more as like the the act of learning it is the thing that. But also like a performance, from. I would experience watching it, mm-hmm. like you know, like watching a stand-up comedian and then watching a magician. I'd be like, well, the stand-up comedian just came up with the stuff like she was like sleeping and woke up and wrote it down and then she learned it and went and talked about it like magic again what a has indictment of the current state of stand-up comedy but i but i think but then there's like i have favorite stand-up comedians that i feel like it's unfair to put the thing that i'm like know so much about mm. compared to magic that i know so little about mm. so it's not necessarily oh but this is america so you're supposed to form your <laughs> opinions Based off of very little knowledge or That's understanding. That's true. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would compare it to like a French clown. Okay. okay. I'm going to take a French clown, like a mime. <laughs> the cartoonish mime that you're imagining in like a CGI animated <laughs> no, film. like mostly like, <laughs> no, I don't, not CGI animated film, but I feel like, I feel like just, again, clown and cl- culture, it's been exposed me enough to some somebody doing stuff like that. And actually I would put, French clown at like six. Okay. And I put magic at like a five. I feel very neutral about magic. Technically, that's a higher rating than he gave it if it's five out of six. (laughs) (laughs) So. Yeah, because there's just, the tens would be like 
I don't know, dance or like I always love sports, ballet and stuff like that. Uh, but I guess I'm left so confused with magic mm -hmm. because I'm impressed that you could do it. Like that's like where like the positives are coming. Like, like I'm so impressed that you can do it. And I'm like, the person put so much work into doing this that I'm completely blown away. I don't know what happened. But I also feel unsatisfied by the trick. Hmm. And so to me, it's a neutral five to magic. Hmm. What about you, Jeff? You do so many things. You do improv. You do stand-up. You do acting. I want to like see where's magic there in that scale. Yeah, um, there are two things that i've spent uh like an ungodly amount of time like uh, so last year my thing was uh getting my tax license sure so i literally spent like four months in all my free time studying tax law uh and that was tough uh but now people are like ah tax guy so um but it was a lot of work for something that i wasn't necessarily sure was going to pay off but it was like a goal of mine is it paying off it is literally like mm -hmm. people like me people like i'm mm -hmm. like like a tax like a you look tax. The fun tax guy i did a like lecture and i'm doing another lecture on like taxes for actors like in <laughs> a couple awesome. of weeks uh so on a scale of taxes which i do love uh and i'm gonna put it on a 52 point scale because mm. there are 52 cards in a deck, not including jokers and bonus cards. Great. I will give Magic 47 tax cards out of 52. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What That's about good. What about stand-up? 44 tax cards out mm. of 52. Acting. 43 tax cards out of 52. Ooh, improv. 41 tax cards out of... <laughs> wow. Don't tell it to Ruby Theater. Uh, we do more. Uh, we do a lot of sketch and stand up. Okay, so sketch. we do we do sixteen tax cards. <laughs> if 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 people stopped uh, calling them skits, it would be a solid fifty. <laughs> but until people stop calling them skits, uh, if third graders can do it, it's not an art form. <laughs> That's how I feel about violins, and I'm not backing down. Great. Um. Well, cool. I think we talked enough about magic. For my life. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, um, Jeff, thank you so much for coming. Of course. Uh, and talking to us about magic. Um, Steven. Yeah. Is there anything that caught your eye last week that you want to tell us about that's maybe underrated? Uh, the, I, I haven't seen it in a while, but this conversation about magic... Uh, got me thinking about a film that came out in the last five or so years uh, called Slight, uh, directed by Justin Dillard. I think that's the name. Um, it's about a young street magician played by Jacob Lattimore, who uh, is, yeah, Justin Dillard is his name. He's, he's uh, working his way into the magic scene, slowly working on his craft. Um, and... Uh, he runs into some trouble. Wow. Uh, he, he also deals drugs to kind of make ends meet. And uh, it's a, it's an interesting movie. I don't like the end that much, but I like all the trappings of being kind of a novice in the world of magic. Uh, and this conversation made me think about it a lot. 
And so, yeah, if you're looking for a movie to watch, check out Slight. Sasha, how about you? I saw a movie last night called Color Out of Space, mm. which uh, stars Nicolas Cage of Mandy, my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. And I was told Definitely that, what most people know Nicolas Cage from. <laughs> and I thought that this, well, I was told that this movie, Color Out of Space, is going to be like Mandy, but almost as good as Mandy. It wasn't as good as Mandy, but it was definitely an interesting film. Like it's it's just like a weird ass film where I I can't even like describe you what because it's sci-fi space horror film, but there's just other stuff happening cinematically that I think you can only experience on psychedelics. And so watching this film was definitely uh, a startling experience, if not my favorite, but it was definitely worth it. I did fall asleep at the third act, not because I was bored. I was very tired. That's fair. That, yeah, I stand by it. Former guest and theme song composer Andrew Hayworth walked out of that movie. I, w- I wonder if it was towards the end when I fell asleep. We'll never know. Jeff, do you have something that you want to tell us? Uh, so uh, since we're doing movies, uh, one of my favorite movies from last year, which went under the radar so hard. Joker. Uh <laughs> Sorry, one of my favorite movies from 2018. <laughs> uh, I'm doing taxes, so my mind. I was going to say, we're not recording. 2019 yeah. for you. Yeah. Uh, so the um, it was uh, the movie The Wife with Glenn hmm. Close. Oh my god, mm-hmm. you were talking to you preaching to the choir. I love The Wife. Go it was ahead. so good. It was so good, and it got <laughs> it no was one. So good. Stephen made fun of me multiple <laughs> times for loving The Wife. I, yeah, I don't the like wife. The Wife that much. <laughs> How could you not like that? I, I'll tell you, my main issue with it is that Glenn Close doesn't get to do her thing until like the last 20 minutes of the movie. But that's like the, the like, just... That's part of the story why yeah. she can't. Yeah, it, the, the, it, it just holds you on that like, because that tension for like an hour and like 20 minutes. Oh, of I'm just, with you, Jeff. I love the film. I'm happy you brought it up. Thank you. <laughs> you, were the, you were the first two people <laughs> in Los Angeles who I've met who have seen that movie. I, saw, I had the screener. I, had I to also, watch it. yeah. I, and that's the thing. Like, had it not been for that screener, I would have never heard of that know. movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was brilliant in it. Um, and the rest of the cast was so like the those children were little shits, but like so delightful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you think Glenn Close should have won the Academy Award that year? I'm not. I don't remember who won. So probably yeah. Olivia Coleman won. Mm, for... No, yeah, no, 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 no. Keep it to Olivia. Yeah, yeah Olivia, Olivia Coleman no. is also fantastic. Yeah. Uh, what a wonderful era that we live in to like, because <laughs> uh, also we had. Olivia Coleman on The Crown and on Fleabag. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was the lady of uh, Peep Show, which is one of the best comedy shows ever made. I need to add that to the list. I keep on forgetting that I haven't seen that. Yeah, Peep yeah, Show. If you watch uh, any like British production from like the late 90s, early 2000s, chances are good you're going to see Olivia Coleman in there doing something wacky. <laughs> and awesome. Jeff, um, would you like to plug something? It sounds like you have a couple of talks coming up. Oh, yeah. I'm doing, um, if you are an actor in L.A. and you want to know more about taxes, which can sometimes be uh, 
frustrating. I'm doing a uh, tax class at Ace Studios in Burbank on Friday, March 13th at 12. And it is free um, if you are a member of Ace Studios. Uh, uh, if you aren't, I think they have like an annual fee where you can take their classes and stuff like that. Um, I also do shows. I'm on a team called Gravity, which performs every other Monday at the Westside Comedy Theater. Uh, I'm on a team called Money Pit, which, uh, that's, a, so Improv Gravity, Sketch Money Pit every third Saturday at 8 o'clock. Cards. At the, huh? Only 16 cards on the 52 card scale. Only 16. Uh, people think that I do skits when I don't. Uh, so when people stop saying that, I will feel better about that art. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'm just around. Uh, if you guys need taxes done, come get some taxes done. You're pretty done. popular on Facebook, if I remember right. People like me, and that feels good. <laughs> well, Jeff, thank you so much for coming in. Of good course. to see you since, you know, we haven't seen you in a long time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've, I haven't seen him ever. I and know, so this that's has the been longest. really a real treat for me. Great. <laughs> Stephen, where can our audience find us? You can, well, first of all, uh, look for those videos of Jeff doing magic. Uh, I'll post them on the Instagram at shutupiloveit and uh, on the Twitter at shutupiloveit1. Uh, <laughs> Don't ask. Um, and generally, you can see Sasha and I perform with our improv team direct to video at our show at the Moving Arts Theater on Hyperion Avenue every second and fourth Thursday of the month at 9 p.m. Thank you, Elizabeth Smith, for artwork. Thank you, Andrew Hayworth, for our theme music. Thank you, Carlton Gillespie, for videos. Thank you, Jay Hunter, for production support. And thank you for listening. listening.